You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, wepa, everybody. It's your boy, Al Mega, in the building today. Comic Crusaders Podcast. Welcome one and all. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Yo, today, today, I have an amazing person on the scene. There's a fellow Latino in the building. I mean, this person is a prolific writer and a contributor to many things. This dude has actually been on CNN and The Economist. He's an animal rights activist, yo. I mean, and you could tell this through his combo creation called Calico. And we're going to be talking about that, man. The homie is a real dude. He is from my home of New York. He is the BX's own Double HG Hegmon. Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> How you doing, Hermano? How you thanks doing for, today? Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. Thanks for coming on, man, and thanks for doing what you do. But, you know, this is New York in the building. This is um, Brooklyn. This is BX. We're going to rock it up today, bro. So um, right. let, let's get into it, Double H. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Ain't, there ain't no Triple H. He's tougher. It's Double H. It doesn't need an extra H. <laughs> All right. So talk about it. But so you you born and raised in the Bronx? Yes, born born and partly raised. Uh, the balance of my upbringing was uh, in the Dominican Republic, San Francisco oh, de Macorís. San Francisco de Macorís. <laughs> hey, there you go. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my 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 lady is half and half DR, half PR. So I get best of both worlds of the Caribe. So you know, what That's I mean? right. the best of both worlds, man. Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, you know what's so. <laughs> up. Yeah, absolutely, man. So how? Okay, wait a minute. So did you start your early life in New York or your latter life in New York? Uh, both. So I was born in in the Bronx, uh, Einstein Hospital. You okay. know, back back in the day and and uh, back in the seventies and. Uh, Basically, you know, it was back and forth from the DR to the BX. And uh, as I was telling you before, you know, where I grew up in the BX, I grew up all the way at the end of the sixth train, okay, the last stop in the Bronx. Last stop. And, uh, yeah. You know, a little, little different vibe up there, but, hey, you know, we, we do what we do. <laughs> I, I hear you, man, especially in that era. You know, we are of the same age range as we discussed. So, yeah, yeah man, yeah. I, 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 hear, I hear you. <laughs> it, was okay. it, it was tough for us brown skinned kids, you know, no matter how brown, you know, whatever level of brown you were. It, it, it wasn't, New York was tough then. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. The 70s and 80s, man. You know, you know the deal. And those trains were rolling up into your neighborhood. You don't know what was coming down. <laughs> oh, say word, man. I remember Holly Williams when mommy went, went, went to visit my uncle in New York, I mean, in Jersey. And I, I said, oh, nah, mama, I'll stay behind. Only because me and the fellas had some wicked plans. Wicked plans. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't Marlo, bro. My, my God, bro. <laughs> not Marlo, but we're just defending our hood. We couldn't let people try to punk our ass. Hey, right that's what no, it especially, you know. Again, it was people that didn't look like us that were trying to, you know, like mess with us. And, you know, like, we're not going to stand for this shit. Don't do right. it otherwise. Right. That's that's the vibe. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably get into that a little later. But, you know, you know, things are a little different these days, man. You know, if you, were, if you didn't look right in a certain neighborhood, that was a problem. So. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. The wrong colors, wrong clothes, wrong beads. <laughs> In the back right. of the 90s. <laughs> Jesus. Right. <laughs> so talk about you and the DR then. So when did you go to DR? 
Right. So basically, uh, my first language is Spanish. Uh, you know, I was born here, and then about a year in, uh, I was shipped back uh, because my both my parents worked in the hospital systems. I just mentioned uh, Einstein Hospital. So both of them, you know, worked in the Bronx hospitals. So, uh, you know, grandma, grandpa stepped in for a while. And I came back when I was five years old, speaking only Spanish. So in that neighborhood. Okay. So I grew up in an Italian neighborhood, only speaking Spanish. And, uh, oh, God. You know, yeah. it, it, exactly. So the good thing was um, Italian is actually kind of similar to, to Spanish. So I actually got along better with the kids from Italy. You know that okay. that spoke mostly Italian, so I got to you know learn that language and sort of the connect actual with kids from Europe because they understood you as a foreigner. Right, right, right. So the Italians, Italians were actually more closer to me than the actual Italian Americans. I had more beef with them growing up. So, Americans, like all Americans, feel privileged sometimes. They like they want to talk right. to you a certain way, like yo, right. and that's not even right. Like yo, we all here to in this together, homies. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you know that's how it started, and you know rough, rough uh, here and there, and. Uh, later on, um, I eventually learned the language, you know, thank God Sesame Street, right? And you know what, Al, the other part of my upbringing, English-wise, was comic books. So, oh, you know, that. that's part well, of oh, right? I, I didn't know that. Because yeah. part of that origin story is... Who handed you that first comic book that, that kind of led you fall in love with it? And what was the first character that you fell in love with? Al, that's like the best question I've heard, man, in the, in the year and a half that we've been doing this. Uh, let me tell you, I was in, we were in the subway. It, I know it was in Manhattan. I think it was like in somewhere between 96th Street and 125th Street. Remember they used to have newsstands down there? Yeah, and, man. The good old yeah. days. That's why I used to pick up my source magazines the <laughs> right, right. and a couple of Marvel comic magazines. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah Raccoon, Source. Right, right. And, and uh, basically, uh, to answer your question, my mother, you know, she reached in and Mom. picked up an Avengers, an Avengers issue. Yep. And, uh, that you know, it was Avengers. That was back when um, Vision was heading it. And, wow. uh, yeah. So he it was said, great. Toma, shut up, Toma. The train's <laughs> coming. <laughs> Vision was heading the Avengers, and, uh, you know, the comic book was 60 cents. So I remember that. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it, man. And so did, did Vision become your first love in comics then because of that? Yeah, I was intrigued, man. That dude had so many weird colors on him. I was like, I always thought that was the weirdest colored outfit. I didn't know what to make. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, this guy's kind of weird. And then at that time, the other Avengers, they were kind of, you know, off too because, you know, you didn't have like Thor wasn't in there regularly, you know, yeah. or Iron Man was just like in and out kind of thing. Yeah, so he was in suits you know. all the damn time. Yeah, what the hell? He looked like a square. He looked round. Right. Get that pasta roll. Right, right, right. And I think there was a dude named, I don't know if his name was Star Fox. Um, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, man. You know, a spoiler if you haven't watched Eternals, right. but Star Fox goes up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's all sorts of weird stuff in there. So, yeah, I loved it, man. And you know, eventually I learned about Spider-Man. And I was like, whoa, okay. you know, this is it right here. He became that's my Spider-Man, my that's favorite. It. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Wonderful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, was it easy to find a tribe then of people that liked what you liked as you were growing up where you were? You know, man, you you just had some incredible questions, brother. Listen, in the Bronx, you, you know, you already know the deal. We have dudes that every neighborhood has different respect. You know, certain neighbors, the, the farther you go up upstate, the smarter you are, the more popular you are in that neighborhood. I don't care how smart you are in the Bronx. You're not going to be popular. Okay, so the geeks – 
yeah. were the ones who read more comic books where we were from. And the dudes who were always fighting, you know, they, they were into other stuff, you know. Now, I was sort of a hybrid. You know, I was good in school and I was good, you know, on the street with my hands, right? So, but I love my comic books. So I was the guy who could fight, who was helping all the nerds and geeks in my neighborhood, you know? Yeah, so I love it. You, you yeah. and me have the same journey because in school, I would defend the little nerds that were getting picked on because, mm-hmm. you know, look at me. But I'm a fucking big ass nerd myself. Yeah, so it's like, I'll pick on them it's because they like what they like. I like that shit too, motherfucker. Right. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's what's up. You know? and, and the first question I would ask, though, before I would do anything, I would ask the person, is, and I, without looking at the person picking on them, is everything okay? You know, and they would look at me, no. And that's, you know, either yes or no. Yeah, everything's right. cool. Bet. All right. I'll leave. And if it was no, it's like no hesitation. I mean, well, I wasn't trying to be a dick, but at the same time, it's, you know, I want you to feel as powerless as you make them feel sometimes. Right. You know, I, right. I, I'm not a big dude by chance, and I probably could get beat up by a lot of people, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to stand my fucking ground. And, and so long go. as I stand my ground, you're going to respect me. There you go. You know, and that's the thing about the Bronx. You know, when you got that coraje, that, that inner rage that, that you get from coming from a place where, you know, the the are Latinos, the, the, we're hotheads, bro. Firestone <laughs> should have been like, I always say Firestone should have been a Latino, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what's up, you know. And, and you know, like you had a good uh, screening process. You know, that was an excellent screening process, especially as a kid. Um, I didn't have that. What I would do is I'd, I'd watch a lot. I'd see what was going on. And there was always, always like one or two dudes that had a big mouth that were always starting trouble with everybody. Always, always. So, always. That, yeah. That's the '90s, kid. Yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. was. There was always, yeah. a, even the '80s too. Right. Somebody right. with the big mouth and you know the big bully. There always had to be that one moment. That there was always the moment though. Like all, right. even movies tell us the truth. Eventually, there is that moment right. <laughs> where somebody stands up. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. And that's the thing about comics now, you know, there's that moment, right? And that moment, everything leading up to that moment is full of fear because and, – and I don't care if you're the strongest guy or the weakest guy. When you're about to fight and you know the, the tension of violence is, is coming, okay, yeah. something's coming down that pipe, fear boils up. And like I said, I don't care if you're the toughest, you're the weakest. We're all afraid of violence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and as a, as a fighter eventually <clears> – <throat> I learned that firsthand. You know, right before a fight, you get those butterflies, and they start in the stomach, and they you don't rise. Fight, but, you know, it's it's you yeah. them, kiddo. So that's it. It's real. It's real. So we try to we try to capture that in everything we do. So you know, I love it. So talk about getting that into creative process. Then, so you know, yeah. so you know, you, you know, your you, you tribe, you know, hard to come by. Obviously, I know how the nineties were. I I was lucky. That within my tribe, at least I had two cats that liked what what I like too, right? And these are still my two biggest homies because we still yeah. the biggest nerds. Yeah, look, my other homies are still in my life, but these two are still bigger in my life because we still connect through this fandom, which is what through our lives. That's you know, great. As kids, you know. So shout out to Hans and Thirteen Crusader, love you guys. Um, yeah, you so and that's important sometimes. You need that. You need to have your little tribe to continue. Like I'm right. growing up, I have no tribe anymore. I'm trying to build because COVID fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
you know, this this situation's been rough, man. That's another. That's a whole other story. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A whole absolutely another story. But start talking to me about you getting and stepping finally into the creative journey. Like, what made you want to create, and, and what was that journey like stepping in, especially right. as a Latino man? Because I know, you know, when it's not easy for us to try to get into this type of business. You got it, brother. So this, that story's got two parts, right? The first part starts in the Dominican Republic in a small village called. Well, a small city called uh, San Francisco de Macorís. And as a little kid, you know, I stayed with my grandparents, and they had a cat. The cat's name was Missouri. And that cat got A Dominican into- cat named Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that cat got in everyone's <laughs> That cat got in, in everyone's yard. He had all sorts of different stories going on. I mean, man, let me tell you, if I could only tell you half the stories. Uh, one of one time, my cousin created a helicopter. Someone someone dumped a fan and left it out there, and we, we decided we want to make a helicopter from that fan. No. And we made a little <laughs> we made a little helmet for Missouri. Oh <laughs> All sorts God. of adventures. <laughs> I know, I know. And then we wrote. We we just you know I started writing the comics because I could draw. I was you know was good at art. So I would write all sorts of stories. Like, Missouri was here today, and, you know, we did this kind of the adventures of Missouri. You know, so then everybody started loving my comics. So I started realizing, oh, you know, I, I could actually do this and, and create an audience. As a kid, I was doing this, you know, seven, eight years old. So when I was back here uh, in the States, in, in New York, in the Bronx, uh, I had friends that loved comics, too, and I was reading comics all throughout, I guess, from, you know, the time I was, you know, like six, seven, all the way until I was 18. And uh, loved them. And uh, I got it, you know, I became a boxer uh, while I was in school. I went to School of Visual Arts, which is a very good school for cartooning, yeah. and storytelling. And uh, I didn't know at the time how, you know, the heavies in Marvel and DC that, that went there and, 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 you know, taught there. I, I was in advertising. So I, my career took a whole different route and I got into business and whatnot for a long time. And then COVID hit. And uh, one of my friends is a writer and she got a book deal. So, you know, this is 2020. And we celebrated. And she's like, hey, you know, you got, you got a lot of good uh, stuff that you've written in the, in the past, you know, because I am a writer, too. Uh, why don't you take that, uh, that idea you had for that novel out? And, and I did. And I started working on it, working on it. And in about a weekend, I said, wait a minute. This, this outline that I'm writing sounds, the character sounds more like a, a comic book, you know, hero protagonist. Uh-huh. Those animals, you know. So I said, you know what, let me, let me kick around this outline for a week and see if I could turn it into like a comic book outline. And sure enough, everything just flowed naturally as a comic book. Beautiful. And so, so the Here Comes Calico actually started as a novel. So uh, now, you know, we're in, we're on we're on issue four right now, man, in pre or Kickstarter. So we're we're look loving it. You, issue four. Look at you, like bringing it up as like this guy wants to give me the perfect segue to bring up the beautiful <laughs> little Kickstarter that he is kicking ass on right now, folks. Let me show you what's what's popping here. Let, let's show it off. Yeah, right? baby. So there you go. Look at this baby. Right yeah. now, you know, there's 2,036 2, out of 2,582 yeah. backers. 11 days to go. I mean, yeah. you're on the, a little under 450, a little over 450, a little over 450 to go. Nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. This That's book right. looks fantastic, bro. You know, and you do have a video. Actually, let me, let me step out because I should have hit the, let me share the audio box because, I think we should show the video. Off. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Yeah, you agree? Wow. Well, so, yeah. so long as I get permission, let's do it. Yeah. So what you're saying is totally true. So right, right, right. How do people ingest 
We're yeah. hitting, we're hitting them with gut punches. Gut punches right <laughs> to the solar plexus. If they had this this kind of storytelling and more of it, they would be selling a hundred thousand copies. And I know that if Oof. more people heard about this Calico character, they would be buying his book and it would be flying over the shelves. Is from Sigma Comics. This is called Here Comes Calico. One by the name of the Calico. This is one that by the oh, nice. this video I've actually uh, a copy of. I did talk about this book, this company, Sigma. Here comes Calico. A very unique book with a very compelling hero and a great story. I've been street through yesterday, and oh my god. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, issue one and two were great, but this one. It's like you just opened up the, that world so wide now. It's crazy. We're not going or tipping throwing around. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, if you want to see this, the rest of it, you got to go to the Kickstarter. That's it. I'm only teasing you guys. You guys got to see this so that way you can. Right there, folks. Look, right there. Right there. Yeah. I know all that. So go visit that website. You can really check out what's popping. But let's have a little tour while we're here, anyway, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're almost there. But, oh, my. Ah. Hey, God, I love it. <laughs> how, how do you like having fun like this, bro? Yo, man, this is great. You know, comic, the creative process is a wonderful thing. You can connect with people, you know, with art and writing and just create that incredible inspiration on the pages of comic books, you know. And uh, so it's nothing like it. It's nothing like it, you know. That's so funny, man. And you got, okay, so uh, when it comes to prizes, we got, you know, $10 prize without a reward, right? We got the $5 mm-hmm. scroll down for more, right. $10 for a Vita's copy, $10 for collectors, $10 yeah. more for digital copies. Woo! Yep. One, one, three, yeah. four. <laughs> I mean, talk about all, all, all these different and why you went this far. And again, right. about this art, your team, because God, yeah. yo, this is gorgeous art bro yeah yeah well I, let me i'll start with the uh the team right so i'm the writer and uh you know hh Herman, hh german how do you want to say here or there basically let me tell you like this uh, javier orovich is our interior writer our interior writer the Pana, you know latino yeah. in the house he's getting it done uh interior covers that cover you're looking at right there is from garnavier colombian artist That's we got an old latino team yeah, all Latino team and uh, wonderful art there. That's right, that's right. And then Daniel uh, Grimaldi from Venezuela. So we got, yeah, we got the Latin team. We got the Latin team. They're getting it done. You know, they're really doing a great job and they're making me proud. And frankly, all we hear is just incredible praise for the title. And uh, in addition to uh, a wonderful cause, which is fighting animal abuse, you know. Oh, there's your truly right there as a former fighter. Yo, I listen, listen, I wasn't lying, man. I, I, I did my thing. I was, you know, I got up there and uh, I was a, a a very successful amateur boxer in the Bronx and then I got to fight, you know, MMA. So uh, I, I got I got hardcore. So nice, but how was that experience, man? Would you do it again if you had another opportunity? I, I it was an incredible experience. I would do it again. Uh, you gotta understand when I was coming up, man. Uh, I don't know how much I know you know, probably know about boxing, but MMA 
back in the 80s, well, back in the 90s, let's say. It was I remember like, the 90s with Gracie and, and all right. these guys. I, I, I hated Gracie because yeah. that, 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 that fight with Samrock was nothing but holding for like an hour. Right. right, right. Well, uh, listen, I, I thought the same thing until I actually got into the octagon with one of them. With one of them, okay, I got in there with. Uh, <laughs> <You said that. laughs> I was like, yo, I was touring with those guys. I was touring with his cousins, okay. When his right. cousins, yeah, when his cousins came here in the nineties, I basically I took the brunt. I wouldn't say I, but fighters like me in the in the mid nineties. We took the biggest front of all of the fighters in America from that Brazilian system, okay? And it was his family and his cousins. His cousin's family is the one that was hard here, and that was um, uh, Carlson Gracie, Carlson Gracie Sr. and Jr., okay? And that that wing of that family was just out of control. And what they were laying down, you know, because it's uh, Enzo and his side of the family, that, that, you know, with with, with Hoyt. So... These guys had this technique, man, and I think more, more so uh, the Carlson uh, Gracie side. They were they were more strikers, so you yeah. you would have seen more action, and that's why uh, there were several different uh, events at that time. A lot of people don't realize that it wasn't just you know UFC. We had Pride, we had pancreas fighting, shoot fighting, we had uh, extreme fighting, battle cage. We had all sorts Jeez. of different. And you you know, were part of all that, kiddo. You were rocking right. with that. Right, and then from from where I fought, <clears throat> you would have legendary fighters that went on to the UFC, like Ken, Kevin Randleman. He came from my promotion. Okay, oh, Kevin wow. Randleman. Came, yeah, Kevin Randleman came from my promotion. Uh, Pat Militich came from my promotion. Wow. Uh, legendary. These are legendary UFC, you know, fighters. And and wow. the guy I fought, Igor Zinoviev, a uh, Russian guy. He was a world champion. He beat me, and 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 then he eventually got beat on in UFC by. Frank Shamrock, Ken's brother. Gotcha. So, yeah. So I'm one step away of separation, degree of separation from the Shamrocks. Hey, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, that's all right. But hopefully you got your hits in on that mother. <laughs> you know, listen, and that dude was tough. And, you know, back then, you know, I've never been one to uh, use, uh, how do I say this, uh, nutrition, special nutrition. And, and yeah. back then it was rampant. So I just uh, did what I had to do and, you know, all I could do. Oh, I, I, hear, I hear you loud and clear, brother. Let me tell well, you. Know, you know what, brother? This is why I'm still walking and talking, you know, the way I'm walking and talking. So a lot of these unfortunate brothers, you know, they, they had it rough. So but we're doing something else. We're doing comics now. <laughs> yeah, you're doing comics, but you're also doing comics for the cause. That's right. So why are you so passionate about, you know, the animal cruelty? It's the fire uh, from the Bronx. It's what you're hearing in my voice when I talk about fighting in comics. It's, 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 it's the true passion for, you know, standing up for what's right. And in this case, we're, you know, we're trying to stand up for animals, you know, all across the world. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, when we have been given a skill, in my case, writing and, and managing a creative team, uh, we try to look within ourselves to see what we can do. And I've thankfully reached a part in my life where I can do something you know, pretty good. And this is this is how I'm going to attack this problem. It's going to be through comics because I have a lot of people. Let me tell you, I got thousands of people out there, people like you, people like the people who watch this show and listen to this show that love animals and love comic books. So, man, two birds, one stone, brother, you know. It, it, it is. So what, what was that whole total inspiration of making Calico being that champion? Well, 
<clears throat> you ask great questions. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, you call me a champ before campeón, the Spanish word for champion, and that's the one regret I have in my life. I never became a champion, even though I had a. Uh, in my second of college, don't you worry, bro. There you go. Listen, man. <laughs> I, I, even though I had a, a very good record and I was good enough to reach the championship, I was never a champion. So I've always had that chip on my shoulder, and I, I've always wanted. You know, I'm gonna tell you something nobody knows. You're gonna be the first one to know this. Uh, in 2020. I started the year training for Masters Boxing Tournaments, okay? No way. Yes. I, I had seven scheduled all across the country because I wanted to win a championship before I, I hung up the gloves. And you know what, brother? Two weeks before the first fight, which would have been in Connecticut, Senor, uh, your, your fight is canceled due to COVID. Uh, I got the same call over and over again. And then, you know, a few months later, that's when, you know, the lady told me about, you know, hey, you should get that idea off the off the shelves with yeah. Cal. So I switch gears, you know, and, and to this day, you know, it, it's like you try to train for these fights and you just keep getting cancellations. So, you know what, I, I, I made the regretful choice to hang up the gloves for good because oh, I, might, I just can't keep doing this. The training I'm, and I'm so. sorry that it had to happen because of this fucking crazy thing that's happening right. in the world. I mean, right. so many things are stagnant, but look, you know, God closes one door but yet opens another. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because God's exactly. good that way, you know. Right. And, right. And, and helping people, good people like you that actually have a real mission in life to do yeah. and bring some justice and good yeah, out to the world. So, I've seen it. Yeah. So talk about that whole storyline development, you know, and how we got from issue one to now, issue four. Right. Right. So my best friend, uh, he showed me a video. And without go getting too graphic, I, I was shocked, man. I've seen some incredible things that are violent and graphic. And what this asshole was doing to this dog in the video, I wanted to, I wanted to kill. You want that to rip the screen? Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to find. Yeah, I wanted to find wherever that guy was. Okay, <laughs> and literally jam my foot all the way into his intestines, you know, and keep doing it hard, you know, hard with no vaseline. No Batman, okay? So that rage that boiled up in me, I didn't even speak when I saw that. I, I was silent, you know? So uh, I didn't get emotional uh, because, you know, guys are like that, you know, when you, where, you, where you're from. You can't be – but I was going to get emotional. And, man, that rage that I felt when I saw that, that's what – I'm going to put that one as issue one, okay? Issue one, we're going to start with that snuff film. And that's exactly when you pick when you pick up a copy of issue one of Here Comes Calico, you're gonna see the most monstrous thing you're ever gonna see right on page one because I don't waste time getting right to the action. A lot of comic books today they take the time and set up story. Just not no, we're doing this right from the get. Bam! When people open up that page, they're like, oh my god! I've seen people like frozen with terror when they open up page one. Here comes Calico. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's how I felt and that's what I wanted to capture on those pages. Okay, and that's what started it. Okay, and the tone is set right from page one, and the calico is looking for that guy. Okay, we're we're at issue four right now on pre-order on Kickstarter, and he he's he still hasn't found him. But you know what? He's got his son. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what's happening at this moment. But he knows where his son his son is. So wherever his son is, Poppy's gonna be coming pretty soon. You uh, know. So, that's what's up. <laughs> oh, say, when you yeah, got a yeah. head coming for you, you, better be careful, man. You know, that fire behind double 18 shit, besides the fire that Poppy got. 
<laughs> That's for sure. I can't yeah. wait. I can't yeah. wait, bro, for these, these books, man. That team of yeah. yours that you've been blessed to work with. That's amazing, yeah. man. How yeah. easy, though, was it to really find that team? How easy was it? Or was it well, that task of its own? Let me tell you, uh, I looked at a lot of stuff. You know, I went on a lot of sites, and uh, it, it wasn't easy. But I was looking. Let me tell you what I was looking for, because, again, you asked these great questions. What I was looking for, I knew it was going to be a needle in a haystack, but I said this. If I go into this process knowing that whoever's going to be the main interior uh, illustrator for this is going to be somebody who understands how to draw New York City. And I don't mean Manhattan. I mean Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, okay? They all look a little different. Yep. They all look different. And the, the, the... the co-conspirator, okay, in some <laughs> Calico is the city of New York. And I mean everything. I mean Corona, Queens. I mean Washington Heights. I mean the South Bronx. I mean, uh, you know, Spanish Harlem. Wherever we are, you were like, oh, man, I'm in Spanish Harlem right now. We're on 106th. I smell the Cusi Fritos. Where they <laughs> oh, oh, look at what you said. Yo, Cucci, speaking of Cusi Frito, issue two. There's a scene in the Bronx with the Cusifrito, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it, bro. Bringing the taste of home to comedy. See, that's what's that's amazing about having a homegrown Latino creator that can bring that flavor that'll right. make me have a big smile. And then you guys are going to wonder, watch a Cusifrito. Let me tell you, please, <laughs> yep. go ahead. It is deep fried greatness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you when you put down issue two, you're gonna to want to pick up a pastel. So pastel, capurias, or something, de papa, something, yo, pastelillo. I'm I'm ready, kid. I'm ready. You make it, yo. Right now, me saying all that, I have I have a food truck, Puerto Rican food truck. Everybody give me a pastelillo. That's what's up. That's what's up. I love it, man. I love it. So. Uh, coming into now 2022, you know, I, I know things are a little crazy because, you know, of so many variants of the COVID, but, right. but do you have any possible pre-planned Comic-Con appearances where, you know, you're going to be showing off Calico firsthand and people could see the right. beauty of this book, you know, in their right. hands? Well, we were actually in your, I wouldn't say hometown, but in your general area. I just came back from Otaku, Miami. Okay. Okay. Otaku, okay. Okay. Otaku Fest. It's like uh-huh. some manga, anime, comic book kind of thing. Okay. Otaku. So I listened. We we researched it, and it was well worth it. You know, we had a good nice. experience. We had a lot of people there. You know, connecting with it. But we're gonna try to get over to um, the the uh, Miami SuperCon, the Florida Con. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. coming up. Come on so over in May. MegaCon. They got this, the MegaCon in Orlando. And, yeah, and I okay. worked for my first year last year, and that okay. was really nice. Really great for independent creators. I think you, you know, have a blast. Yeah, you know what, uh, Al? We've been deciding whether we're going to do MegaCon Orlando or Miami. I got my people. My family is in Miami. So, you know, uh, my mom. Uh, if I made your first, oh, yeah, but you knocked yeah. out two stones. Ahí está. You know, what we're going to try to do is we're going to see if we can get some help so we can do two shows, you know. Nice. So we'll, we'll see what we can do about that. But, you know, MegaCon, I heard a lot of good things. Uh, that same weekend, we got, you know, Miami Supercon. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we, we do it. But 
look for out for us in Florida. Uh, outside of that, uh, we're going to see if we can get into um, New York Comic Con. We did Emerald City last year, so we plan on doing that How again. Was that? It was great. You know, it was a four-day show, which, man, I did that show by myself. And let me tell you. I know, man. So, but, you know, listen, we're, we're, we're young in this. We're, we're not even two years old into this industry. So, you know, great baby steps. And look at you, what you already achieved. Yo, God bless. That's amazing. It's thanks to people like you, man, spreading the word and getting that, that love that we need in order to, you know, every child, I don't care where you're from, you know, what's your background, every child needs love, right? So if you're going to be uh, a creation, then, you know, you could say that you're doing this alone, which we say as Sigma Comics because, we, you know, we, we don't have, uh, we don't follow anybody. But the truth is that we need the support of everybody, you know, to get to where we're going. So we appreciate all of you. So. And before we go, just a little bit, what is Sigma Comics and when was it established? And, and you know, is it only Calico or are we going to get more out of this label? Right. Well, we're hoping to do more. Our first uh, flagship title is Here Comes Calico, and that's our foundation. You know, we're telling people we really want to start with something really good. And I think that's the problem with comics today. So some of them, and maybe a lot of them, are kind of watered down, you know. And we, we don't want that. We want a solid, concrete, you know, concentrated mix as our foundation so that when you put a foot on this to, to go up, it's solid. So we're going to focus on Here Comes Calico, get that first eight issue series out, make sure it's gangbusters, really good and, and powerful. And Sigma Comics, because Sigma, the Sigma male philosophy is uh, that mindset, the Sigma mindset is individualistic. You know, we don't follow. We're just as strong as the alphas. But, you know, we don't need followers. You know, we don't need followers or, or we don't follow anybody. We have – we know what we're going to do. If you guys want to join us, that's great, but we're going to keep fighting. If we yeah. start seeing people pulling away from the fight, we're going to punch harder. We're not going to start, you know, moving back because, you know, we, we know what the cause is. We know what the mission is. And, yeah, we love everybody being on our side. But if you're not going to be on our side, we're going to keep doing this, you know, regardless. No matter, man. Sigma Comics is here to stay. That's you know, right. This comes from MMA fighter, so if you don't like it, go ahead and say something. You're gonna get, <laughs> like I said, by something going to happen. <laughs> left, left hook, left hook body. Hey, 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 there you go. You, you got to check out this amazing Kickstarter. It is live right now. It has 11 days to go, folks. And they, look, I, I, this is how close they are. Get her done. Get her done. Help an amazing yeah. Latino creator yeah. in the business, you know, support, you know, POC creators like him. I mean, Homie, homie's doing it, man. Fellow Latino, I feel proud, yeah. bro. Thank you for coming on, and it's yeah. so amazing yeah. you. You know, from one fight to another, you ain't afraid, bro. So you are a champion. You better believe it, bro. There ain't no regret. You are a champ, bro. If Thank I could you. make a damn belt for you, I would. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Listen, man. Thank you so much for having me here and talk to you and your audience because this is a wonderful cause. Support. Here comes yeah. Calico. Here comes Calico on Kickstarter. And it's thanks to Omega and the team getting it done for comics. You know, just like me, you know, we're fighting for for animals and through comics. You're fighting for comics, man, because you know this yeah. is it's, still, it's a battle, you know. And we appreciate yeah. what you're doing with the show. So thank you so much thank for doing you. what you do. I appreciate the crusaders are here, the crusade for people like you that are just amazing. So again, before we go, my flowers to you. Thank you for being bold and brave, bro. For sharing of your journey, man. Not many people are brave enough to do that. And to all the haters, it's just MFS. You know what I mean? Middle finger salute for carajo. You know what I mean? Because, you know, don't talk shit if you ain't doing it. 
You know, right. praise people like this because they're going to entertain you. And you and you hear put on our stories, you know, that have a great social narrative, but it still has such a great fantasy aspect that you get right. angry, you want to support what's going on, but at the same time, you're still taking us away into this other crazy world. So, you know, right. thank you for making our, our mind go all different ways, but also providing us with some deep thought about something that actually really matters in the world. Because animals, these are our pets, people. You know right. what I mean? Where are we without our babies, our little doggies, and our kitties, and birds, and and so forth? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. That's it, brother. That's well, it, brother. Of our families, man. That's it. Right? So with that, yo, again, check it out. Kickstarter is live now, 11 days ago. Please support the project. Please visit the website. So you can get issues one through three, please. Yeah. Yes. All right, support, pick them up, man. Get them in print, get them in digital, get them however you need them. But guess what? You need them in your life, especially if you are a person that loves animals and you are about that cause. I mean, support something good while you're reading something great. And with right. that, thank you, Double H. I appreciate it. Mi gente, thanks for tuning in. I tell you what to do. Hasta la próxima. Wepa. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Comment Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 